Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. We are very, very excited. We always get excited for these, but we have a very, very special, illustrious guest known all over the world. If you want it, they say if you want it done, give it to her. We're talking about the incomparable Dr. Stacia Thompson. Yay. We, we, it's, it's just a few of us in here today. We usually have a lot more people, but we wanted to keep it intimate. I feel, keep like, it, a, you know what I mean? I feel like a celebrity. You are, well, <laughs> well, if you, you are, you know, a celebrity is someone that's celebrated. You know this what I mean? This is true. And that's this exactly is true. What, what, what you are in the community, and we're glad that you could join us today, and we appreciate you for I coming I appreciate you all for thinking of me and, and the invite. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but yesterday, today, tomorrow is something that we do. We want to talk to movers and shakers and people in the community that we got a lot of love and respect for but with the theme being about music and how music intersects their life considering we are a musical platform absolutely for, you know for the most part and um <clears throat> we want to talk about growing the music you listen to growing up the music that you into today and recommendations and things that you look forward to in the future whether that be a Beyonce concert <laughs> or somebody that you just listen to that you know only got four or five songs but we really want to um, you know, dig deeper into how music has shaped Dr. Thompson and, and helped you become the queen that you are today, you know? <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. You were born in... So I'm a 70s kid, hey, so, you know, okay. I feel like you born in the 70s, you know, I'm closer to 50 now than anything, mm -hmm. but our generation, we had, we, you know, the his, uh, hip hop's about to be 50 years old, so yes. we were there from yes. the beginning, yep. you know, where you started with the Melly Mel's, the, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Um, my <laughs> favorite deep, movie, my favorite two movies mm -hmm. are um, Crush Groove. Okay. This has okay. got all the OGs yeah. in yes, it, right? Yes, and Sheila E. I yes. mean, Sheila E. at the at the peak of her. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then um, I, another one, and I can still do the whole Christmas rap is, uh, um, uh, not Beat Street. Oh wow! Okay, Raymo. Everybody yes. Has. Ho ho ho! Open up your door. It's Santa Claus, and guess what, y'all? I got something to show. I came to bring some Christmas spirit. I got a big bag. Guess what's in it? Some for the and some for the post. So Merry Christmas and ho ho ho! Oh. But oh. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> that, was, <right. laughs> that was incredible. I'm mesmerized. I'm mesmerized. <laughs> We're going to take that and put it to a beat, and that's going to be a, a, a Milwaukee. That's going to be some new Milwaukee music right there. Uh, Dr. Thompson. We were in the best generation, you know, because we mm -hmm. have, then we have our parents' music, which is iconic. Yes, you know? yes. That's the music that basically created hip-hop, our, our general. I'm, I'm Absolutely. the same age as you, actually. So we've, you know... 70s babies, you know what I mean? And we look great. We look great. We know we are a generation. We the, we the pre-Botox generation. Black don't crack era. Yes. Take care of ourselves. For sure. 100%. And, um, and yeah, Crush Groove. I remember when Crush Groove came out on DVD. It was like, you know. I had it on VHS. Oh, if that ages me at all. Okay, yeah. VHS. I'm talking about when you <laughs> came VHS, home from school and you watched Donnie Simpson on BDT Soul, Soul yes. and you put your VHS in there and recorded the videos that you wanted to watch. Yes. Um, I don't know where it is now, but I remember having a videotape with um, like all the new editions, like Candy Girl and Ooh, um, Okay, wow. Is this the end? And <laughs> you're a big new edition, new edition fan. Well, at the time, you know, because oh, yeah. that was our our mm. boy bands, our black boy bands. Yes, yep. And um, and what's interesting is about you know you said hip hop is turning fifty, but 
I can remember a time you probably do too when it was it wasn't a ton of hip hop. You go to the record store and the section was like three rows. And Absolutely, it was like you could you could look at it all at once. And um, I always say like. New Edition, Prince, Morris Day, they probably like not, they was the biggest stars in the world when Absolutely. rap took off, you know, but they still, still stars and they, and Morris Day is still performing. This is retiring this year. But um, what do you, what do you remember? What are your earliest memories of hip hop? Like, is it more hearing it or visual or what are your, some of your earliest memories of, of hip hop? Um, I think a little bit of both because, like, you know, the movie's Beat Street and then um, Electric Boogaloo was a break-in mm-hmm. because my brothers were break dancers. Okay. So, and I'm from Racine originally. So, okay. um, my brother, you know, back then they used to pay the kids to come to different events and break dance. So, mm. I remember sometimes practicing with them and being the only girl because, you know, music has always affected, you know, dance dancers. Because think about you could go to a party when we was in high school. You coming out, you done sweat your oh, yeah. finger waves out. <laughs> finger waves. Your, your French roll, uh, yes. your, you know, your S curl, whatever you yeah, had. But Jerry curl, I sweat mean, all you, hood, you came, you know, because you know, we, we danced. And mm-hmm. so the music informed the dances and the moves and the fashion. Yes. You know, I had my parachute pants when MC Hammer was out. Yeah, yes, you know, yes, I had my... Gear. Collar Pop, when, you know, that was popular, when everybody saw, you know, the musicians do it. You know, you mm-hmm. had your Adidas with Run DMC. Yep, yep. You had the earring that you had, the door knockers and all of that. Everything. Then, yep. when you know, when LL Cool J came through and said that's what he liked. So, you know. <laughs> I need a runaway girl. <laughs> ba- 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 bamboo earrings, yes. at least three pairs. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you think into adulthood, like, I can even think of some songs right now. It always takes me back to where I was doing that at the time. So, like, mm-hmm. I might hear a song. And be like, man, I remember that's when I was at St. Louis U and at the party in this dorm or, you know, it's going so, to. So you could get so precise with the visuals of things because of music. You know, Absolutely. You remember like when I walked out of the movie theater, what I, you know, it's always a mm-hmm. song, you know. And I, I, me personally, like I equate certain artists with like literally a certain place. Like yes. I remember driving down the street listening to Outkast and all of that. And when I think about them now, it's the same way. It's, that's dope. And, and the large part of why we do this is because, you know, the m- music is such a, I mean, we could go on and on about how it, how it impacts us, but it's so tied to so many memories and it connect a lot of dots for us, you know? So you say you're from Racine? Yes. You, uh, Born and uh, raised. Um, through high school? Yes. I'm proud graduate. It's about, I'm coming up on my third year class reunion, J.I.K.'s uh, uh, class in 1993. Okay, okay. You going? Are you going to the reunion? I'm actually on the planning committee. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's dope. I um, That's dope. You know, inserted myself because um, for our 20-year reunion, there was nobody that looked like me on the committee. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that the reunion was enjoyable for all, I inserted myself right, into right. the committee. I chose a DJ. Okay. DJ Mixell will be our DJ okay. for my right. 30-year class All reunion. All right, DJ Mixell. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, I hope to, you know, and I think back then, too, it wasn't always, you know, black, white. We all listened to, you know, some of the same genres. Even if it was outside of hip-hop, there was, before there was a Nelly, you know, doing this stuff with the country stars, there was that, you know, with Run DMC oh, and, yeah. you know, Ears, exactly, yes, yes. Iron- and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Ironically, that album came out. 30 years ago this past week, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Raising Hell. Yes. That, and that was one, for me, that was one of the first times I ever saw d- a diverse group of people listening to rap. You yes. Know? I went to a Beastie Boys concert too around yeah. the same time. I thought everybody to listen to rap was black <laughs> and it was like 80% white. I mean, that was a watershed moment for mm-hmm. me, you know? But on- honestly, <sighs> the person who introduced me to NWA mm. was white. Really? It was one of my 
um, closest friend in high school. I'll never forget Craig Lapisto. He That's actually works Craig. at our high school now. Salute, salute, Craig. Yes, and it was NWA, and I just remember the um, the lyrics, I wish I was in Dixie, A.K., AK, because oh, yeah, yeah. that shit wouldn't happen in the 60s. Yeah, no way. Wow. No. And that's the song. We was riding home from school, and he was playing it in the car. And that's what introduced me to NWA. That was the first time you heard it. Amazing. Wow. And then I got wow. in trouble because I got the tape. You know, we used to have the cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> I had on headphones, and I was in the kitchen cleaning. You know, it was a, my Saturday chores, mm. and I was repeating some lyrics in um, Boys in the Hood because the boys in the the hood hood is always hard. hard. And I said the whole... (laughs) And my mama said, what? I was like... And then, you know, kind of got taken away. Oh, man, yes. There's a lot of N.W.A. tapes in the the garbage back then. Yes, yes. And and, and funny how, like, uh, that's pretty much rap now, to kind of jump ahead a little bit, hip-hop now, I don't think you can even succeed in hip-hop without content like that explicit lyrics and like real real dis- descriptive language you know what i mean i can't really think of too many rappers that don't swear at all not I those mean, that started with us i mean you have the commons you have the nazis you have the um you know uh I'm trying to think of some of the other like uh conscious oh yeah most, um, however uh, most deaf and but like you said they don't curse or i can't understand what the hell they're saying <laughs> you know right. it's the mumble rappers and like I don't even uh, know all their names because you got Little Baby, The Baby, uh, yes. Peekaboo Baby, um, <laughs> Rockabye Baby. <laughs> of, of three and, letters in the name, uh, exactly. Y-N-W-N-L-E. Like, yeah, yeah. I watch Wild and Out and I'm like, I have to like Google and find out which song. I was like, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, that, I guess I do like that song. I just didn't know it was by them. Right, um, right. Like, I got invited to the Rod Wave concert by um, one of the our, our um, community partners mm-hmm. and we were um, invited to, you know, be in the suites. Okay. So she's like, hey, we want to go to the Ride Wave concert? I had to text my nephew and say, who's Ride Wave and do we like him? <laughs> right. <A two laughs> and turns out, question. yeah, and turns out I did know one of his songs. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of how it is. This, I mean, there's definitely a lot more to choose from now. And I, and I think it's always been like that. The cream always kind of rises to the top with hip hop. You know what I mean? It's a thousand rappers, but it's still a, a bubble a, with a little sphere of only. 40 or 50 that everybody kind of likes, you know, that's fascinating stuff. And you, so you, um, you're from Racine, you're planning a 50th reunion, you in high school, what kind of music What's you NWA, but what, uh, outside of rap, what were you listening to? Or were you just straight hip hop was your number one? Or? So if you go in my playlist right now, this is how it was in high school. I could have NWA playing and then the next song be take me to the King. Like it'd be gospel. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, that's what calms me. So even that's what I listen to every morning in the shower. Uh, gospel music, spiritual yes. music. Yes, mm-hmm. I have uh, a whole playlist of. Uh, I have a, a station on, um, you know, some of the online mm-hmm. uh, platforms. Right, that's right. just for, and that's my, and that's the music I play on the airplane because yeah, <laughs> when sometimes when that turbulence hits, I want you, to be right with the right. Lord. <laughs> you was cl- you pretty close to him already. Right. You might Jesus, well. I'm not ready to see you yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. What uh, gospel artist? What kind of style of gospel do you prefer more? So back in the day, New like the John or? P. Keys, okay, the yes. um, Commission. Um, you know, all those originals mm-hmm. and now Andre like Andre Crouch, is that too? Yes, far back? Andre Crouch, okay. you know, the the choirs because I sang in a choir at church. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you yeah. know, you, you learn the songs because you had to repeat them over and over to learn the song for mm-hmm. rehearsal. But then also, um, you know, it's the words. Like with any music, you know, the words touch you in such such a way, but mm-hmm. you know, the gospel music, you know, um touches your soul. Mm-hmm. So now it's like the 
the Kirk Franklins and the um, oh yeah uh, Donnie McClurkin, Donnie McClurkin, yes, you know, yes, yep. and some of the you know um, Israel Houghton and some of the more you know updated. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the, and um, a lot of that music is is similar. It's got a nice R and B and a hip hop absolutely kind of bop, bop to it, which is what you know, which is what engages people. I love gospel music. I like the really old stuff. Spiritual. Like, hell yeah. You know, it, it touched me, though. Sometimes it gets me too much. I'm like almost tearing up listening to it, you know. Which, but I think that's what it's supposed to do, touch Absolutely. you that deeply, you know, make you bring something out of you like that, you know. Um, the music draws, and then it draws you to the word. So, like, that's what my pastor always says, you know. Even though it's not the, the choir's not, not going to save you, it's the word that the pastor gives, but the music is what the draw is to get people in the door. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. I mean, since, you know, you could go way back and, you know, the original, way back into hundreds of years ago, Africa drum. I mean, it's, yes. you know, it all, it's all kind of still still the same thing, drum in a, in a voice, you know, that's where it all begins, you know. Okay, so you graduated from high school. You went, which, Horlick? Case. Uh, case. Okay, Don't Case. Okay, yeah, they used to kill us in sports when I was yes, in high school. Yes, we did. I remember those days. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Karan Butler's from Racine, yes, right? Yes, actually, so I worked at the Bray Center for five years, which is the neighborhood center that Karan Butler, um, you know, came out of for his mm. travel, for his AAU ball, because if wow. you've read his book and know his story. I want to read his book. I do, I know it's, I know his story, but Right, but his story about you know, even, you know, um, you know, being, you know, caught with a gun and not necessarily being um, always able to play high school ball. So his AAU, you know, was important for him. And so the um, George Bray Center is the uh, AAU program he played on um, when he, um, you know, during that period of his oh. life. And so the I wasn't there during all of his, but when he well, left UConn and he he always, you know, was uh, a part of the Bray. So I met him through through the George Bray Center. Wow, and wow. then his grandmother goes to my church. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm, so. And, and uh, big up to Karan Butler, like really connected, Absolutely. really stay connected to that community. I know he has a, um, a big holiday events and stuff yes. for the kids and stuff like has that. Has always from day one mm-hmm. as well. Karan Butler, we we, you not, we gotta get Karan Butler on the show. Hey, listen, <laughs> let me, thank you for that. Gem let me right text there. my connect. Well, hey, let's go. To, hey, we'll, he he we'll just wrote a children's book too. Him, he co-authored a children's book. Um, wow! I just I went to the signing a few months ago, back uh, right before the winter. Okay, and he and he's uh, on the Miami, Miami. Heat bench yes. right now, about to probably get a ring. Thanks for putting yeah. us. Thanks for putting the bucks out, Karan. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe know, that's payback right. for not drafting. <laughs> and stuff. Okay, so you you um, you coming up on your senior year at Case. What are you thinking about where you want to go with your life after that? Or did you, I mean, I'm sure you already knew. You sound like you probably knew way before <laughs> I that. I thought I did. You know, uh-huh. um, one thing I always say, you know, man plans, but God decides. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I had my heart set on going to Tennessee State University. I was going to go to HBCU because, you know, I've always been around a multicultural environment, neighborhood, et cetera. But I, you know, wanted to see what, you know, being at HBCU, I was in love with that. Mm-hmm. Especially that time. When we were younger, that was a big thing. The, the, uh, the, Absolutely. The, the hoodies and all of yes. that. And it was a thing. It I had one. The, the starter days. hoodies. Yes. yes right? Yes, you know, yes. I had the FAMU one. And I had my Notre Dame jacket. I remember that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I had my heart set on going there. I took the ACT and it gave me anxiety, so I only took it once. Whatever score I got, I was like, this is going to have to get me into college. Mm-hmm. So I got admitted to Tennessee State. I got admitted to St. Louis University. Um, I never went to visit Tennessee State, but I did visit St. Louis University mm-hmm. because I have family in St. Louis, and okay. it's close enough but far enough. And I graduated early. I was 17 years old when I graduated from high school. Oh, nice. My mom felt better about, you know, maybe St. Louis. But I still have my heart set on Tennessee State, so we are going to make it happen. However... 
my financial aid, you know, this is before online, you know, you had to wait oh, for yeah. your financial you aid package in the, in the mail, mail and sure. sign it, send it back. My financial aid package and offer from Tennessee State came the week I was leaving for St. Louis U. I mean, it was a great experience. Um, St. Louis is a great city. Still oh, love visiting. City, you know, yeah. I still have friends there. Didn't graduate mm. from there, but, you know, ended up on active and probation a couple times. Oh, wow. <laughs> a, a lot of, I'm always fascinated about people that leave the state, you know, leave every, I mean, you went near family, but leave everything behind. I could see that being overwhelming. What was that? Do you remember what yes. that was like? I mean, luckily you did have family there, but. Um, you know, I was in different multicultural groups in high school, but then now I'm really immersed in because I'm part of the Black Student Union. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, going to fraternity and sorority parties and enjoying my people, mm-hmm. you know, and like For the I said. First time. So, yes, mm-hmm. you know, walking across campus and you get the head nod, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you, you may sure, you, you might, might not know you, but you're going to get the head yes, nod, you know, yes. going to class and hoping there's somebody else mm-hmm. that, you know, looks like you, but yes. then, you know, band together. So that was my family on campus, mm-hmm. you know. Um, although I did have family in the city, I was the girl from Wisconsin. They're like, "Oh, you, you know, don't they make cheese there?" Or right. the Look. biggest thing I always got was I didn't know there was black people in Wisconsin. Uh, yes, yes, we still people. I, I think every guest we had <laughs> said that, pretty much, but that is a thing. Or Leroy Butler said he didn't think it was black people mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. But yeah, that's a, that's the thing. How I mean, it's. it's alarming that people would think any place doesn't have black people yes. but i mean i guess i could see that about wisconsin yes. at that time you know they didn't know um, you know what they don't have you don't have you can't you couldn't google anything back then you know i think there might have been aim back then it was still dial up internet um, <laughs> right. yeah, but the they open. yeah they especially because of my age so i was 17 mm-hmm. and my roommate was 15 she was a student she was originally from ethiopia and her parents had sent her father was a dignitary Mm. and had sent their children to boarding school in the states so she was 15 years old so it's you and a 15 year old y'all neither one of y'all are adults and y'all at st louis university Yes. Is that, would they even allow that to happen <laughs> in 2023? I don't even know if that's... You that's know. amazing, though. That's Yes. Everybody out there listening, this is why we do this. It's, <laughs> it's, her, it's, not a, it's not a straight line all the time. You know, it's a lot of different paths that, that can get you to where you are right now. Absolutely. Dr. Stacia Thompson, I want to emphasize that, everybody out there listening. <laughs> I did eventually her. graduate. It took yes. me. And I, t- I tell people, like, even in some of the interviews I've done now, I was just awarded or honored as one of the 2023 um, Milwaukee Business Journal Women of Distinction. Yes, yes, sir. And Congratulations. So, Thank you. Congratulations for real. I was asked, you know, what's something that people might find interesting or don't know about you? And I was like, you know, I may have doctor in front of my name now. However, it took me 10 years to finish my undergraduate degree. 10 years to get get your bachelor's? Yes, sir. 10 years off and on because, you know, there's the, I was in St. Louis and then I transferred back home, got a little homesick. Maybe because I was too young when I went. Mm -hmm. But then I came home, and there's this certain thing called, you know, when you hit your loan limits or you hit, I had always gone to private institutions, but in the eyes of the federal government, you're considered dependent until you're 24, 26. So I was still, even though I was working full time, um, had my own apartment and everything, the financial aid office still had to ask for my mother's taxes. So between our two incomes, we're over income for certain things, but I also didn't qualify as an independent student because. I worked in higher ed for 20 years, so pretty much is the attitude of that of a financial aid office at an institution is that of the financial aid director. So the director at that institution would not let folks, no matter what, unless you had a child, mm. you couldn't be, be considered independent. So I was out of aid until I turned 24. Wow. So you had you couldn't get financial aid until you were 24? Correct. I was out because I had reached my loan limits Mm -hmm. as a dependent student. And this is why, you know, I preach to 
you know, young people, you know, be careful what you sign. Um, let people read it mm. because, you know, I took those loans out. Luckily, I work in nonprofit, so some of it be forgiven. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, just be this. careful because even when I was um, working at Parkside, I had students who would take out extra. You know, we got used to get the change oh, check. Yeah, Remember we called the change that check? That was a part of that was For some <laughs> people, I think that was the one of the draws of it. Like, oh, yes. yeah, I could get a little extra cash here. but Yes. Mm. And so, and then don't even know what they spent the change on. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there's a little bit of that. So I was not able to go back to school then until I became independent, independent wow. status. And then, you know, it was off and on because now life's hit. You know, you, you get a full-time lot, job. Oh, yeah, you're and, 24 now. You're a whole different, yeah, you know, you and you have spent all of this time fending for yourself anyway, you know, to get to that point. Man, that's congratulations. Man. Thank you. Because I know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people and myself, I'm the same way. Off and on, off and on, life gets in the way and mm-hmm. you... Some people get discouraged and say, hey, I'm in this job. I'm just going to stop right here. But kudos to you for persevering and, and getting your Thank bachelor's you. degree. And you got your bachelor's degree from? Concordia University. Oh, so I okay, okay. actually went through their adult ed program because it fit in my schedule because the classes were eight weeks long. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the evening or on the weekend. So, you know, kudos to Concordia, you know, for coming up with that model. Now yes. a lot of the schools are using that model. Yeah, that's the the blueprint now, I mean, especially for smaller, you know, smaller, not Absolutely. the big, you know, the big state schools and stuff. Wow, that's amazing. So shout out to <laughs> Concordia <laughs> College doing it. I just went to a graduation at Cardinal Stritch yesterday. Oh, our good friend yes. of our, our uh, one of my, our family friend just graduated and it's like the last graduating yes. class. So, so uh, small colleges, you know, it's everybody make sure y'all support those small <laughs> universities. They need it too, you know. So what are you listening to? As a young, as young Stacia Thompson, before we become Dr. Thompson, 20, 24, 25, 26 yes. years old. So it was uh, Fuji's and Lauren mm. Hill. Mm-hmm. I remember my first concert ever I went to was Lauren Hill at Summerfest. And it was mm. probably, man, it was amazing. So anybody that went to that concert mm. at Summerfest, she did a band versus the DJ. Mm-hmm. So she sang with the band and then the DJ would... And they had a battle in the middle of her concert. Wow. It was so dope. Was so, it just her? Was it the Fugees or just her? It was just Lauren Hill. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, this is I when would... she was, unfortunately, you know, still able to show up to shows at right. the time and be <laughs> the there. Same, uh, the same day, you know, exactly. before midnight. She got a bad, she got a serious rap for being late. Like, anytime you see her name, yes. you just kind of, it's like a running joke. Like, yes. like, if she showed up on time, it would be a shock, right? You know? Which is what, glad I, I'm not glad I got to see her, you know, mm-hmm. free that Lauren Hill. Yeah. So it was the Fugees. In fact, I wanted to name my son Zion, but my ex-husband was like, no, I want this. So we came to an agreement on the way to the hospital. But because of that song, Zion. Uh, yeah, the, the joy. Yeah, I'm my joy, my joy. Yeah, yeah yes, that, yes. that's, I wanted to name my son Zion yeah, <laughs> because man, of that song. That is for right. Lauren Hill, and Lauren Hill is, um, I mean, here at Hyphen, I could name 30 artists that you could tell are direct that Absolutely. had that miseducation of Lauren Hill CD, Amy Winehouse, Georgia Smith. I mean, you can hear that Lauren Hill in their voice. Yes, yep. And then, you know, I'm sure Badu and Jill Scott, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were all influenced by Queen Lauren as well, you know. Uh, you talked about seeing Lauren in, in concert. What are your What are some of your favorite concerts that you've been to? Have you Are you a huge concert fan? Yes, hands down. Besides that, Lauren Hill concert, J Cole when he came to Summerfest was Ooh, well, probably one of the ago. best live. Yes, mm. um, best live because it was you got raw J Cole and it. it, it I thought I was sitting there listening to the radio or listening to the CD. Mm. Like just, it was probably one of the best 
concerts I've ever been to. Yeah, that's amazing. I I never never got to see J. Cole, and he got, I mean, I see, it's pretty, you know, it's like Drake, Cole, Kendrick. That's pretty much mm-hmm. the, you know, I think everybody agree upon it. They kind of, they're reigning yes. kings right now. Of course, Drake is coming to town August 3rd, Fiserv form. I saw Kendrick twice. Okay. Never seen J. Cole, but he is, out of those three, he seemed more like, just like, you know, regular guy. I think that's a huge part of his image is the regular guy. Absolutely. J. Cole, you know. Okay, so let's talk about some artists that you like right now. You get, I mean, we we obviously talked about a few of those, but what are some are some artists that you really, really like? You know, tickets going to sell tomorrow. I'm there. Honestly, I still like the folks from my generation. Like, mm-hmm. I like to still see them, and I'll go to their concert. Mm-hmm. For one, I can't handle the element of some of the new mm-hmm. artists because mm-hmm. of the element that will be there. <laughs> as I've gotten older, I don't do crowds as well. I know, that's right, yes. Um, I like more intimate settings sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, so like a Cooper's Hawk, something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, who I'm really enjoying right now, and I can't name them all, like I said, you know, sure, 50 sure. year old brain. I am enjoying like some of the new Neo Soul artists oh, yeah. and the female artists. Oh, and nice. so I actually really enjoyed the verses. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> in the pandemic yes. and I'm enjoying seeing all of them and their bodies of work because I think sometimes we didn't know that even though it wasn't they weren't on the album or the song per se I didn't realize some of these folks had written or produced oh, yes. this music yes. so I enjoy stuff like that and, and a lot of the artists that we play on Hyphen are you know a lot of times they're artists that that uh you know they're great songwriters or they're great musicians and they just inevitably inevitably end up singing yes. you know what I mean and if that doesn't work they can always go back to writing songs uh, there's more money in that anyway yeah, and <laughs> and, it's, and it's a lot easier of a job. You don't got to put on, you don't got to get dressed up and put on and go out there and perform if you Absolutely. wrote the song, you know. Absolutely. Um, I think of India Sean, who was uh, who was here not too long ago. She's a big songwriter, but she's also a performer. And she kind of said, like, I can do this or I can write. Uh, Baby Rose is another artist. She's coming to town next on the 30th. Same way. You know, she was like, I started off writing and just singing songs with my friends. I got this little group of people that I work with. And, oh, I could sing and record a song, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the music business has always been full of people like Absolutely. that. Uh, Diane Warren, a lot of people. Timbaland and Missy. So let's talk about some artists of the future, or some artists that, or, or, or music things that are, that are just real personal to you that might not, it might be a guilty pleasure. You know, some people, I, I like Taylor Swift, full mm-hmm. disclosure, you know, stuff like that. But uh, what's some artists that are, or things that, that are specific to you that you would like to share with the world? Like, Hey, I got I want to tell these people about this act or this specific mm-hmm. thing. Some of it is not about their music, but it's about their platforms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for instance, you know, don't judge me. We but like folks like would. Cardi, if you really listen to her when she goes on her rants, there's a lot of validity in some mm-hmm. of the things she says and she stands for. Oh, yes. And yes. she's just, she's unapologetic mm-hmm. about it. Like when she, even when she talks about her and her husband, she's like, we're toxic. You know, I can admit it. We need help. Yes, yes. But just, you know, being her whole thing. But then also when she talks about, you know, um, various social issues. Oh, yes. Um, and things of that nature. Two chains. People don't realize he's a uh, college grad, I believe. HBCU. College grad. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you ever listen to one on a panel speak about um, generational wealth and how does that mm-hmm. get started you know Big Mike you know same thing and so Killer Mike. Kill, I'm sorry yep, Killer yep, Mike yep. Um, Big Mike too Big Mike from Houston he's, yes. he's actually still out here too he's a Trey still, the truth you know mm-hmm. you know oh, maybe yeah. not as well known as some of those but 
the platforms that and what they stand for mm-hmm. is kind of what I kind of follow. Like, you know, yeah, I like the hooks and some of the music from, you know, Cardi and Meg, but some of the things that they stand for and the things that they are using their platform mm-hmm. for. So, I, like, I love on the award shows when they stop and, and you know, have the George Floyd moment or have oh, the yes. and use their platform for that reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, like Cardi, for example, a lot of people judge her based off of the, some of the other things that you can judge somebody on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, she I remember she had a thing with uh, Bernie Sanders or something. And they were t- she. Yeah, definitely outspoken. And, you know, people kind of write them off because of the content. But we see we see through that. Absolutely. You know because I mean? at some point they're not going to be able to. Let's be honest. You know, there's only so much time they have in this industry or when you're not, you know, or the next thing comes along, mm-hmm. but their platform can live on forever. Their, um, you know, their, uh, the different social um, impact they're making can live on or their, you know, their groups or their nonprofit organizations can yeah, live on. Beyond the, the songs, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that's, what we are, that's why we started Hyphen because the Hyphen is a connector and these people have a lot Absolutely. of different facets, rapper, mom, actor you know what i mean all of those things Absolutely. that someone like cardi b is or meg the stallion and with the advent of social media that kind of stuff you get mm-hmm. to see those things i mean i'm not crazy about certain people's songs but i could i could rock with a message i never even gucci man i don't even know any gucci man music but just but, the things that i know about him exactly you know what i mean i do know some of his music and i'm mm-hmm. not in love with it full disclosure but him as a person the way he moves with his wife and his family and his redemption and all i know all of that absolutely social media so it's it's not always about the songs you know exactly that's a great answer right there doctor (laughs) really good really good well we could go on and on for days we have and we will (laughs) but but today's guest man it's been a thrill thank you so much we had dr stacia thompson here with us she is the executive director (laughs) of the sherman phoenix foundation dr stacia thompson our illustrious guest on yesterday today tomorrow thank you so much doctor we appreciate you for coming thank you this was fun